I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 448th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, here today with our sedentary co-hosts. We've got Mr. Sublime Manic with us today, for one. Hello. Yeah, that quarantine life, you know, it's very sedentary. Yeah. I bought a Bowflex, though. I bought a Bowflex, though. (laughs) So, other than that, we've also got our Sigma. Howdy! He sounds like he's been using a Bowflex. Very <laughs> chipper this morning. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm so not that. I woke up like an hour before I expected to this morning. I woke up five minutes ago. <laughs> West Coast struggles. I woke up every hour on the hour. It was It was a lovely evening. But anyway, welcome to the show. If you're new, welcome back. If you're old, this is the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, obviously, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League and nothing else. A nonsensical name that Thatch came up with a thousand years ago when the sun was young. And yeah, welcome to the show. We talk everything from video game, trading card game, to the cereal that you used to be able to buy a thousand years ago in the store that was just like frosted Cheerios, but Pokemon. It was great. Mm-hmm. we talk about that probably see. not cafe mix though like did do, you know did you see i think that- it's cute <laughs> <laughs> i made sure uh, to log in enough times for pikachu i'll say that oh. this isn't this isn't in the news or anything like that i kind of want to get this game now because in japan tiktok they have pokey cafe filters this isn't in the news it's not worth the, this time that it takes in the news but it's it's leaking into pop culture and it's hilarious <laughs> I mean, the art style is really cool. It's super cute. Super mm-hmm. cute. I ha- I play it just a little bit when I have my morning coffee, so I can have coffee while I'm serving coffee. <laughs> Cafe coffee. <laughs> uh, nice. I was talking with Linian, and he's told some horror stories about tomatoes. Is that a thing? Yeah, there's tomatoes, and they are, mm-mm. I don't mess with the oil, <laughs> and I don't mess with the honey, and I don't mess with the tomatoes. Huh. <laughs> Actually, the tomatoes aren't that bad. What I really hate now, I just discovered, is, like, cheese. This is such a weird conversation out of context. Yeah, yeah. It's a cute game. Give it a shot, people, and it's free for your Switch. Tomatoes are hard, but you know, I really hate cheese. What? I don't Uh, know. Being touchscreen only, I feel like it's probably better to just play on your phone, but... mm -hmm. eh, I haven't touched it. I played too much Shuffle. How about other than that? What have you guys been up to other than other than morning cafe and cafe? Uh, I've just been enjoying, honestly, ever since Isle of Armor came out, I've had more uh, fun on 
Sword and Shield than I did before it did, ever came out. Really? Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I've been having a blast with it too. It, I, I've kind of slowed down because I get I get more into Same. the competitive. I mean, it's so been I sit and think bit, about it's kind of been a while since it came out too. Uh huh. Yeah. So the newness is kind of you know it's had its moment, but I thought it was a really really enjoyable thing to do for quite a while. So mm. how about you, Sigma? Uh, prepping for the summer league. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a big thing, and that's what we're talking about here in a little bit too. So yeah, I haven't had fun. any. I haven't had any gym matches at the time we're recording this, but by the time this releases, I will have had some. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I have to figure out the last member of my team because for <laughs> some reason, I thought that Whirlwind was a flying attack. It is not. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. Right? Oh, okay. I was looking forward to that Hippowdon on uh-huh, my team. Uh-huh. on does not get, not get a flying attack. So, oh. back to the drawing board for that last slot. Dang it. Why isn't Whirlwind a flying attack? Why wasn't Gust a flying attack in Gen 1? They're... Oh, well. Right? I expected it to have at least changed if that were the case. And then I looked at it. It's like, no, it's normal. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why is that normal? But, okay, whatever. <laughs> I guess it's so I you could... air blow. cutter is normal, too. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, that clearly should be a flying move. I think Razor Wind was in Razor Wind, yeah. It's one of those, like, that clearly has wind or cut, like, air in it. That's like, why mm-hmm. is this normal? Yeah. <laughs> and <Yep>. stupid. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of weird things <laughs> with the moves and things like that. Especially, like, when you get to translating them from the original Japanese. Like, how Sucker Punch isn't a punch. It mm. it gets it gets weird. Because that's ambush in Japanese, but we changed it so it doesn't get boosted by Iron Fist. It what whatever. And weird things then you get have, it. Like Meteor Mash and Yeah. <laughs> uh it's 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 all sorts of weird stuff. But anyway, that's kind of what we've been up to, so we're gonna kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news this week, there are some things. So let's get it started. Sublime, start us off. Yeah, for sure. So the wild area has shifted and is now featuring steel and rock type Pokemon, which will be the case through the end of July. Awesome. Easy enough. Now you know. (laughs) There's Armorite ore, so yay. Yeah, always good to get. Love getting the Armorite. Mm -hmm. Unlike those stupid Zero Aura. Stupid. <laughs> Speaking of. Oh, God, I hated those. <laughs> Speaking of those Zero Aura, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, today is the last day you can get that shiny Zero Aura through Pokemon Home. If you don't get it then, then it's gone. Listen, people, we suffered to have to get, get earn it. Always get it. Don't miss your chance. Yeah, I've got mine. But one thing I saw <laughs> on Reddit the other day is this officially makes shiny Zero Aura more, more common, common than, than normal. normal. Zero aura. Yeah, this that. is true. This is true. <laughs> There's also that picture where it's got like Mike from the office shaking hands with the CEO, and he's like, "Everyone who did it," and Mike's like, "I didn't even do a single one." Oh, I did my <laughs> more than my fair share. So well, thank I'm you for helping me that. being lazy. 
anyway, moving on, another piece of news thing. On Friday, the episode six of Twilight Wings came out, which, despite the fact that in the thumbnail it's got Sonia combing her hair, it focuses on Alistair and those two kids from the very first episode. I think their names are Tommy and John. Yeah, and that sounds right. It's adorable. Alistair does a adorable things and Tommy does adorable things to advance that subplot. Stay with it till the end, even through the credits, because there's a little bit of hint of what's coming. So, you know, it's cute. That's a thing, though. That's newsworthy. <laughs> Bring us home, Sublime. Yeah, uh, Pokemon Home got an update. So it shows uh, Pokedex entries from the Isle of Armor. That was stupid. That was because it has every Pokedex entry in it, doesn't it? Um, There was an error. What happened was um, when you transfer a Pokemon from home to Sword and Shield, if it was in Isle of Armor, it wasn't like registering into your Pokedex. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. You had to put it in the daycare and pull it out so you could Ooh. get like the registration. But yeah. now it's fixed. So, yeah. Well, there you go. Kind of like this being given it again. But has, does that work retroactively if I've dropped like 80 things in there or do I have to go do it again? Do you think? I don't know. I have no clue. Okay. I'm pretty sure I dumped something in because it's like, I do not feel like catching this. Yeah, you probably have to do it again because mm. it was an update to Pokemon Home and not the actual sort of games. So. Oh, well. I'll just go do it again. Whatever. Either way. But that's kind of the general news onto the video game or championship or whatever news. Sublime, take this one. Uh, no. Not sure Sublime, that? Sigma. <laughs> that's the problem. All of our names start with S. What am I even doing? Sigma, take this one. All right, so Series 5 has officially started over on the Battle Stadium. Means we get to use, like, every Pokemon in the game that isn't a mythical or legendary Pokemon. And this season will run through August 30th. So it'll be interesting to see what comes afterwards, because everything is legal. So, where everything that would usually be legal is legal. Uh, also, end of the month, if you get to... If you do well, you get Armorite Ore. Like, you get 30 Armorite Ore for each Master Ball you rank you hit. So, yay! Armorite Ore. Always Ooh. good. <laughs> awesome. In addition to that, we have a record broken, and we have gotten the information about next year's Worlds Tournament earlier than ever before. And, yeah, it's going to be the same age divisions as 2020 was going to be. So Masters, Seniors, Juniors, etc., etc. The World Championship will take place over four days, starting on Thursday, kind of like normal. And championship points will be carried over from, you know, the ones that you might have collected up till this point doing TCG or VGC events. They will be carried over. The qualifiers are a little bit different on Thursday. The people who reached it in 2020 go on friday the people who made it in 2021 season starting in september get to do stuff and other little other finalizing details will be announced later but we've got the general stuff you can look it all up on cerebi and on the official pokemon site if you need a little bit more detail than what we're just going over here very very top level and get them points folks i know i'm gonna kind of try i'm not gonna make it because i'm a realist but i'm gonna try dang it and that wraps up video game, like the actual video game news. On to Go News Sublime. Yes, you got that's it. The S. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Just until you get it. <laughs> All right. So Go Fest is the lead-in week one event has begun, which is going to be from the third to the eighth of July, and it's going to focus on skills uh, that will coincide with the fourth anniversary of Pogo. Can you believe that? 
It also includes time research that introduces Ducklet and Swana and a Pikachu that has fly because that's a fun reference. And we're getting <laughs> shiny P-Dove. So get your shiny male uh, P-Dove evolution. That's always got that pretty mask on, you know. Woo. Uh, Woo. Special spawns during GoFest for each team if one million of the team, one million people complete this research, I guess. So... Pokemon loves their their benchmarks for us to hit. Also, Jumpstart Research is returning, and Ho-Oh is going to be a more frequent raid, which I think we can all get behind. I have yeah. so many Ho-Oh. I love Ho-Oh, though, so, like, you know. I mean, Ho-Oh is cool. I still am missing the Regis, because Ho-Oh and Lugia were here when the Regis were in the box, and that's what I opened when I when they were oh. here. Very sad. Mm. Very sad. Ugh. This is going to be hard. A friend of mine sent me a screenshot of his Go game. He's a lot more into it than I am. And he's got to make like 50 excellent throws. Oh, you don't have to. I guess that's just bragging. In a row or just in general? I think just in general. It doesn't that's, not that's not hard. That's not hard. 50? I don't 50? think I've made that yeah. in my life. <laughs> that's probably close to what I've made since the game released, too. Yeah. Just excellent? Like, I don't know. I feel like it's not that hard. Excellent's the perfect one, basically. Yeah. 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 But like, if you throw enough Pokeballs, eventually some of them will be excellent. But if you're cheating and walking through Disney World and just hitting your Pokeball Plus, it doesn't do anything. Oh, like that. so you know, that's the problem. Yeah, you got to burn your problem. phone battery like the rest of us. Ugh, suffering from success. <laughs> suffering from success. I feel that. Sigma hit us with the next one. All right. Ghastly Community AA has been announced for July 19th. We knew this was coming because we voted for it. Yay. Why did we vote for it? I don't know. Oh, well, Why I mean, Ghastly? Come on, Pokemon Go. We voted for Weedle first. To be okay, Why? do y'all know? Do y'all know how long I've been waiting, expecting Snivy to be the Pokemon of Community, right? And or they anything keep, else? they keep like clowning me. They keep clowning uh. me. I'm like, okay, it's going to be in March. March is the month that, like, going by all the patterns, I get my Snivy Community Day and get to live my best life. And then no, they start coming up with all these other nonsensical reasons to have other things. Vote Here's a for. Weedle. Jokes yeah. on you. Well, no, I could see why Weedle would be good, though, because it lets you evolve a ton of stuff, which generates a bunch of XP. So that's probably what they I did. Hear you. I hear I mean, you, but it's a Weedle. It, al- it also didn't have a shiny in the game yet. So, you know. Uh, well, there you go. Yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, continues. I, so, like, I think most community days at this point, it's going to run 11 to 5 local time. Gengar will know Shadow Punch when you evolve it during this time, or I believe there's a leniency hour afterwards, too. And you can buy a special Great Ghastly Research for a dollar in the store when Community Day rolls around. Hmm. Also, this month's research breakthrough will be Larvitar, which is better than we've had recently, but still not great. So, wow. yay. <laughs> Get that Tyranitar candy I need. Cool. You everybody need. You can never have enough T-Tar candy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Much better than Flygon again. All right. And Sublime, bring us home for the go section. Yeah, so we got spotlight hours for July, which run from 6 p.m. until 7 p.m. On July 7th, Taylo will have double transfer candy. That's Taylo on July 7th. (laughs) Then July 14th has Zubat, July 21st has Oddish, and July 28th has Weasel. Uh, with uh, respectively double evolution experience, double catch stardust, and double catch experience. So at least Weasel's kind of rare. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's mm-hmm. true. I have my Floatzel, so I'm done with her. I don't need her again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it was good. 
Yeah, true. true. <laughs> I said it was rare. Uh, also, Kerem is joining raid battles, and we'll have a raid hour every Wednesday at 1800 UTC. I don't know what UTC stands for, but it sounds like military time. So you know. it's. Uh, I, I feel I, like I it's actually like too. six o'clock local time. But I think that's about right. I Not UTC. Know. I think it's just local time. Oh. Kiram on Wednesday, though. Yeah, Kiram on Wednesday. Get into it. <laughs> keep an eye out for it. <laughs> if we can't figure it out on like, air, I don't know. We're just gonna. Uh, we're just gonna just keep rolling. <laughs> get your Kirams on your Wednesdays. Maybe exactly. We'll get, maybe we'll get friend rates mm. at some point during. Maybe that would be great. Anyway, wrapping up, we've got a couple things in Puckle news. First of all, as Sigma mentioned earlier, the Summer League has begun, which is awesome. Now that we've got Isle of Armor, you can use all that crazy stuff in the BSS-type format that it's going to be. So go out there, get your badges, go to Discord. There's a channel or two in there with Summer League information. It's got when the leaders are available, their schedules, and where you can sign up to join the queue and take them on. So... It's a lot of fun. I, I loved it when I was both doing it and a leader. In addition, if you're a Patreon supporter, we've got the Cubfu and Urshifu giveaways going on. So you can find those in your email inbox to get the code and instructions on how to get those guys. And that is all of the Puckle news, really. So we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. We have five questions given to your co-hosts. These are brought to you from the Discord trivia channel and nowhere else. If your questions get selected and we read them off in the show, you'll be entered into a raffle that'll be that will be pulled from when the co-hosts hit 30 points and you will win a $20 credit to Anime Gravy. Dot com. Today, we will be asking these questions of Sublime and Sigma, who will be answering together as a team. They are racing against their fellow co-hosts to get to 30 points, and whoever gets there first wins a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com. One of these questions is worth more than one point. They also have a lifeline, which is a hint that I'll have to come up with on the spot, which is going to be super stressful. But if they don't use the hint and get all of the questions correct, they can cash in that hint for an extra point for a possible total of seven today. With that, though, are you guys ready? Yeah. As we're going to be. As we're going to be. Starting with question one from that one boy you know. Dat boy. Dat boy. How many mono-fire-type fully evolved Pokemon are there? You have a plus or minus two on this. Okay, so mono-fire. Mono-fire, fully evolved. You got that Rapidash, Arcanine. You got that Ninetales. Yeah, Arcanine, Ninetales. Dead one gave you Darmanitan. Darm, sure. Flareon. Poor Flareon. Poor Flareon. Poor, poor Flareon. Cinderace, technically, even though it's only like a fire type. It gets to be bottle fire. Yeah, it, that's what it comes out of the ball as. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of the ball that way. Uh, typhlosion. Typhlosion. Typhlosion Mary. No, that's typhoid, you know. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oof. Uh, Magmortar. Yes. There are there are too many mono fire. Yeah, <laughs> they, they need to stop. Wow. Wow. They need to take a step away. Uh Simisir. Simisir, yeah, that's that's a good one. That's it's like, was there a mono fire evolved Pokemon in Unova? Did, yeah, sadly. Simisir and Darm. <laughs> Darm was one. Yeah, Darm too. Darm's at least a good fire monkey over there. That's true. Oh, poor Simisir can't even be the best fire monkey from Gen 5. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love Simisir. I love Simisir, though. I ain't gonna lie. I love him. He has such a goofy face, and he's like, I don't know. Mm, that's a lot. Are we forgetting any? Uh, let's go. We can just add one to the total. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I came up with. We came up with nine. I wrote them down so I wouldn't lose track. You said we have a plus minus two, right? So we just add two to it and say that's the number, right? That's a good idea, because that'll give us the maximum reach. And we just pray, like, Entei's not part of this? If en- mm, if we're counting non-evolving things, we don't have a problem. Yeah. We have a problem <laughs> if we have well, non-evolving things. Are we, though? Because how many mono-fire non-evolved things heat are there? more. Stu- you have stupid things like heat more. True. Torkoal. I don't trust it. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna go with 11 then yeah let's go with 11 okay that is within the margin and i was trying to really quickly scroll through and find out if this included non-evolving things but you know i can't do that fast enough and listen to you guys i think it might be close really the answer that i have here is 10 what yeah, because we got nine without oh, counting yeah. non-evolving things. So and I think it's. We must I think it might one. be really close, even including things like Torkoal, Entei, etc. Well, that's only like a plus five, probably. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is fully evolved. Like it doesn't count the Charmander, Charmeleon. It counts only. Yeah, it doesn't count the Char- Charizard. Poor Charizard. It's it's deceiving. I think it might be all of them. But anyway, you got the point. That's all that matters. Huzzah! So. On to question two, including Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. By the way, this is from Enharmonia. Including Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, what is the only type to not have a priority move? Huh, that's an interesting question. Is it Dargan? I can't think of a dragon priority move. But then, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Could be poison. What's the electric priority move? It's Pikachu's signature move. And oh, let's okay. Go Pikachu. Got it. <laughs> I got Eevee. Sorry. I got the Eevee game. Eevee's cuter to dress up. E- Eevee's the superior one, yes. Yeah. Um, Has more move options, too. I can't think of a poison move, either. Uh, hmm. 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 Oh, but you know, every move has some move if you've got, pri- if you've got Prankster. Which... The only dragon status move is dragon, dragon dance. dance, and that's probably not on a prankster. I think dragon's a good guess because what would it? I what what? Yeah, uh, maybe fire. No, because will o wisp. I guess. Yeah, I like dragon. Dragon. I'm trying to look this up because you you guys have brought up a couple good ones, and I will be fully transparent. I didn't fact check these beforehand, but. <laughs> The answer I have is ground. 
Um, hmm. But spikes. But I don't know if it's boosted by Prankster. I don't know and if it's... And Prankster spikes. That's, that's you know. Uh, yeah, Klefki does that. Klefki. Oh, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look and see really fast if anything on the list has some sort of form of priority. Like some dumb it's like status move or something like that. Oh yeah, something weird like a spotlight. Or a move that no one uses. See a priority move in in Dragon. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna end you're Where, listening the to this. Sources off yell this at me. We don't talk to you because I'm confused. Yeah, yell at me run, and tell yeah. me why I'm wrong. But I'm gonna go ahead and give him a point here because I can't find one on the attack decks list. I want to know so. what every move was that had priority because I'm yeah. like, what, what? Uh huh. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's counting negative priority too. So Dragon Tail's a minus priority. Oh, but hmm, hmm, hmm. hmm. that might be. That might be. In that case, I could see it being ground. Like they're all at zero priority kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Sure, but like... Not yeah. that I can still mm-hmm. think of a poison type move, but you know. Yeah, I I am not positive. I'm going to go ahead and give you the point because I'm suddenly questioning all of, all of reality and it's very fabric. So that's two points for you today. Cool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. We're going to do question three, which, as always, is the Pokedex entry. And here we go. It's shield entry reads, It's so vicious that it's called the Sand Demon. Yet, when confronted by Hippowdon, this Pokemon keeps a low profile and never picks a fight. Who's that Pokemon? I feel like it's Crocodile. Crocodile or Croco-Rock is where I was leading with that one. This um, is from Oshawa, by the way. Yeah, it's probably one of those two. I'm fine with Crocodile. Sure. Is that your final answer? Why not? Sure, yeah. All right. I, I picked this one because you specifically mentioned you had Hippowdon trouble earlier, Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hippowdon. And that would make you a Drapion if you have Hippowdon trouble, because that is who this Pokedex entry is for. It is for oh, Drapion. I have never seen a dra- Drapion in that area. I'm confused now. Well, that's because there's a Powdon in that area. Yeah, it can't conflict with a Powdon, obviously. Well, like, <laughs> is, then when's it gonna see it? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Kingdra's, uh, one of Kingdra's dex entries this in uh, Armor of Isle is talking about how it fights with Dragonites that are totally in the game. and Obviously. With it oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess it's coming. Or just, like, other parts of the world that it doesn't need a border crossing, but... Yes, but in the region, they don't have that. That's when they decided to bring it up. Of I mean, they were most yeah. likely like talking about Claire and Lance's rivalry. Maybe but, they uh, meant oh, yeah. Dugong, and they just put in Dragonite. Maybe they meant Dugong. <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one cares about Dugong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on to question four, which is the bonus point question. This one's also from N. What seven type combinations, including monotype, only have one weakness? Electric. So electric by itself has one. One point for two, two points for four. 
Water Three ground points for all seven. is only weak to grass. Um, so we have Dark Ghost, right? Dark Ghost is only weak to fairy. Uh, Steel Bug. Steel Bug is only weak to fire. That's two points so that's, far. You've gotten four, four of the combinations. Okay. okay, so there's only three more to go. Hmm. So you, just to make sure that I get through it, you've gotten through Water Ground, Bug Steel, Electric, and what was the fourth one that you said? Dark, you Dark Ghost. Ghost. Dark Ghost. Sableye, my baby. So yeah. you've got <laughs> three more to go. Yes. For a perfect score on this one. Right. Uh, is Flying Electric one? Um... Okay, so electric, that would be weak to ice and rock. Okay, ice and rock, yeah. Zapdos. Does this include Pokemon, or type combinations for Pokemon that don't exist? Oh, normal. Good. That's one of them. Uh, does normal ghost do that? That's another one. Okay. I'll go ahead and (laughs) hand it to you. So there's just one more. There's one more. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe, oh wait a minute uh water dragon uh you do have you do have your hint you have gotten a question wrong oh wait no because that has dragon and fairy darn it yeah dragon and fairy. oh wait maybe that. there's a fairy type with only one weakness because fairy is weak to only two things steel and poison yeah what can resist one of those electric doesn't quite do it hmm is it fairy steel? No, that's too. That has two weaknesses, doesn't it? Yeah, ground and fire. Ugh. Yeah, I will remind you. You do have a hint, and you cannot cash it in. Oh, that's true. That's true. I mean, we'll that's get a bat with point. it, I guess. Either way. Yeah, so we might as well use here. it. Yeah. All right, you're using it. The hint. Yeah. The hint is when confronted by Hippowdon, they <laughs> keep a low. <laughs> Okay, so dark poison. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's rich. That's rich. Oh, God. That was a good hint. <laughs> I like that hint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, N, for that one. That was another one. You got three points for that one. So what are we at now? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you're five for four at the moment. You're at the plus one because you got the extra point from there. So moving on to question number five from Sari. Say, say, I, re, re, Sire. That person. They're going to. Hello, person. Yell, yell at me in Discord, please. Give us, phonetic, give, give us a phonetic breakdown for the future. So this does not happen. Using proper dictionary little <laughs> symbols. Anyway. Yeah. What fossil Pokemon has the highest base special defense? Oh, hell no. Why gotta be special? Mm, fossils. Fossils. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards Aurorus. That, it, no, Aurorus is all HP, isn't it? I thought it was all Spadef. I think it's all HP. Um, I feel like Shieldon has potential here. Hmm. I thought Shieldon might have been defense. just defense, though. I thought it was like just uh, You know what's stats. so confusing to me, too, is I will never associate the new fossils with the old ones because they don't have rock type. So I don't, like, as immediately they don't flood to my mind what their stat distributions are. Is it, I feel like it none of them the have, ones? like, super high, uh, a super high stat in anything. 
though. I feel like they max out at like a hundred or something. So those poor babies. <laughs> I, don't I think, think shield on's a good idea them. though, because it is like all defenses. Yeah, or Bastiodon, I guess. Yeah, that. Still. I have never chosen it when it was an option. Not once. Not it's once. It's actually <laughs> awful. Oh, I don't think another reason I don't like Gen 4. Bad fossils. <laughs> oh, those fossils. They are the worst fossils. <laughs> Poor fossils. So you guys thinking Bastiodon? I think that's a good guess. Yeah, it's Bastiodon or Aurorus, I feel like. I feel like Aurorus has low defenses. It has super low, like, regular defense and I think physical attack. Because, like, its its bulk comes from its HP. I know that for sure. So I think I know Bastion has like a, a massive defense, but I feel like it has a good special defense. I bet the, like, I bet uh, it does. I bet it's very kind of like the other Steel yeah, Rock. Yeah, because Kranidos uh, is like so invested in one thing. I bet that Bastion is like the defenses. So are we lock it in Bastion. Yeah, let's lock in Bastion. All right, that is correct. Its base special defense is one hundred and thirty-eight. Oh my, that is very high. Now I need yeah, to know. but what its offenses are like twenty. Now yeah, its offenses are garbage. Pure, <laughs> pure utter garbage for its offenses. But and the fact that it's a rock steel means nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Aurora's was not bad. It had ninety two. Yeah, all That's right. So that puts you at six points total, I think. Yeah, that's the standard, the industry standard. Yeah, you can't have cashed in the hint, so it's not possible for seven. So yeah. Six points, if I'm doing my math right, we'll get this figured out and throw it in the sheet later. I have no idea who's in the lead right now because I'm not the keeper of the spreadsheet. But we are now going to hop on over, take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. So stay tuned. And we here would like to thank Electronic Lover for leaving us another iTunes review this week. She says, honestly, such a great podcast. It's like a Pokemon variety show, but all the segments are fun, informed, and sometimes have well-reasoned arguments. Also, I love the community around the show. The Discord has been such a fun place to be with active players and friendly conversations. Love you, Puckle Peeps. Thank you for that. And if you want your iTunes review read on the show, just go ahead and leave one. We'll hopefully read it. But until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is back in the olden days when it was really hard to figure out what you wanted to do with your Pokemon. You know, Sigma... Sublime and I, we've been through a lot, and we're sitting out here, the the sun is shining, we're all in our rocking chairs together, reminiscing about the old days where you could only pass down one IV to the Pokemon that you're breeding. So, we're just thinking back about that, thinking about Summer League going on right now, which is on cart, in, in kind of in-person-ish, as far as that goes, and how much easier it is to just get things ready for competitive and a quick a quick recap guide on how to get everything ready and reminiscing about the how much harder (laughs) (laughs) like i mentioned (laughs) and yeah we're just gonna kind of go over that 50 percent for your nature yeah yeah why with an ever why just why (laughs) Let's just start with nature and the trials and tribulations <laughs> sure. that that has had us go oh, yeah, through. Yeah. So, Sublime, talk us, you were talking about the 50% nature. When did that, when was uh, that a thing? When did that in change? In Gen 5. I think in Gen 6 it changed. As far as back as Gen 5, which was when I first started uh, breeding my mons for competitive myself. I started breeding things in Gen 4. Uh, they weren't good because they didn't have, like, any guaranteed IVs. 
I first started breeding for IVs in Gen 5 when it's like, oh, I have this perfect IV, HP IV Azumarill. Let's put that perfect HP IV on every Pokemon I can breed. <laughs> if you had the right natured Pokemon on hand, an Everstone and you bred with it gave you a 50% chance of getting that nature for some reason. So you were having to hatch on average double the number of eggs to get what you wanted. Um, <laughs> of all other things being equal, which they were not. By the way, hidden, uh, hidden abilities could only be passed through the mother, um, and they were only at 40% inheritance. Uh, it was lower to inherit. Was it? It was lower. It's 60%, I think, nowadays. Yeah, it was, it it was lower. It's been 60 it was, Yeah, that's been bumped up. So that's another new convenience. And mm-hmm. that's before we even talk about the convenience of you just might have the mint you need on hand. Yeah, it's great to not have to care about. Yeah, although you know what I've always done every generation? Maybe it's just because I'm a, you know, I'm back in my day. That's going to be the motto. Yeah, (laughs) Back in my day of Pokemon. (laughs) Uh, Uh, I would always have, what's that one ability that you can pass your nature onto something else? Synchronize. Synchronize. I would always catch whatever the new synchronized mon was in every nature. Mm. Or read it in every nature. Uh, so that I have that immediately available whenever I want to get something with the correct nature just to catch it, you know, on the go. Which is a huge time saver. That's a huge time saver, too. They they upped that to 100% this generation. Did they really? Uh, yes, but it also doesn't work on legendaries anymore. Oh, that's so, what I was confusing it with. Okay. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. Plus, it doesn't work on raids, which is where you probably get the thing that you start breeding with. So, yeah. also. Like... <laughs> It, it seems kind of futile comparatively, which is a little sad. Like, oh, you finally fixed Synchronize, but you didn't really fix Synchronize. <laughs> but <laughs> because now nature just doesn't matter. Uh, you can just make it doesn't. Things. It's such a refreshing feeling. Like, I don't have to. I, I remember a friend of mine would always yell at me when I was doing a breeding thing and just like, you're just throwing them away. You're not caring for them at all. You're a monster. And I was like, yes. Yeah. I will yes, dump I, po- like boxes full at a time. Like like boxes that meme full. with that meme with the guy with the headphones. Yes. <laughs> that was just me. I am the monster and I felt so heartless. But Is now this the genetically superior species that I need? No. Yeah. Garbage Bama. You Gone. should love every Pokemon. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's but that one rival Ash has in Gen 4? Paul. Uh, Paul. Paul. Yeah. Paul had it. Ha- Paul had it down. Paul knew what he was doing. Paul was an IV. Paul was breeder. right. Paul was right. He said things <laughs> up because they weren't as good. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what's your move, Paul? Trash. Nope. Cool. See ya. <laughs> good old Paul. It's so nice to be human again and have a heart. Like that void has been filled by the fact that I have mints and bottle caps. My heart is filled with mint and bottle caps. Gen 6 would have been such a better generation had it had bottle caps. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Uh, I remember resetting for my Primal Groudon for VGC 16, and it took like 30 hours to get that stupid thing. Although, you know, Gen 8 would be so much better if we had hyper training back. Or super training. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, know. sort of. Now that we have Isle of Armor, it's even less of an I, issue. Yeah, Isle of Armor vitamins are like the best way to EV train things. Now, oh, just because I love... Are you talking about the ones you can buy for half price? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so as <laughs> yeah. a as a quick Pro recap, tip. because that's kind of part of what we're also doing, is if you max out the dojo, save up your watts, because that's what it. the 
it, yeah, it's it worth is it. worth it for the vitamins. Yeah, and talk to Honey when you're kind of in the progress a little bit, and eventually she'll start asking you to donate your watts to upgrade the dojo. You get all sorts of weird things like a Pokemon Center, a shop, or whatever, but eventually you get... Yeah, eventually you get the vending machines in the back that have half-price vitamins. It's only half-price if you buy in bulk, though. Gotta buy in bulk. You buy 25, which is almost enough to max out a stat. If you have a couple feathers, you can get there. If you just go battle something, you'll get there real quick. Or you can put it in the computer for an hour, or you'll get there. It's super easy to max out a... Or you just buy, like, double doses of vitamins and give it an extra vitamin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I usually did that. Money's trivial in this game, let's let's face it. So <laughs> trivial. Yeah, so you can do that. That's one of the best ways to do the EVs on things. It's just... Although, maybe y'all can help me out, because what do you do to get specific EV numbers if they're not divisible by 10 cleanly? Uh, usually I'll go and battle. Most Pokemon have like something easy to battle to get those extra EVs. Mm. Oh, so you have to just go battle them. This is why I yeah. like Super Trade. <laughs> like, uh... I mean, it's easy enough to go battle, like, uh, what is it, Gossifler or Ro Roly Coley. Uh, both of those give, like, defense and special defense. Uh, HP, I think you kill Squavits for. Speed, usually I'll kill Rookities for. Special attack is a pain in the butt to get, though. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> so, so that's kind of a step backwards in terms of convenience. Well... I mean, yes and no. We do have the vitamins, which, as a reminder, do 10 EV points for each vitamin you which do. Which is great, and especially if you're just doing a 252, 252. They remove the cap on. Yeah, yeah. they remove the That's cap on. It's easy. so easier. Uh, and what I do to get individual numbers, like if I need a 48 or a 36 or something weird like that, right. I am a lazy bum. I don't want to go find a Pokemon and do it wrong. Same. I just do a pokey job, which okay. for yeah. for every hour that they're in that job... That's four EVs, or one point at level 100. So if you need 196, for instance, or rather 100 and... Uh, I don't, whatever. I mean, you can figure out the math from there and get to your divisible by four value the way you need to. But for every hour is four EVs. So yeah. Mm -hmm. It also gets boosted Pokeress, by Pokeress or... Yep. <laughs> Pokeress or Power Item. And then Power Item, I think that you get... Oh, you get a lot. But Pokerus will not affect it, your EVs from the jobs. That's important to know. Right? Yeah, it does. Oh, oh no. I don't like that at all. Yeah. You like if you give it a power item and you also give it Pokerus, it takes twelve hours to max out a stat. Using the job? It, it's very useful if you don't need a Pokemon immediately and you don't want to spend the money on the vitamins. If you have Pokerus laying around, it, you just give it Pokerus and give it a the stat item, and if you're going for 252, super easy to get. Uh, if you're going for something less than 252, you gotta do math, which is a little work, but... Less work than battling 36 Magikarps. Also, you can use, like, the time skip glitch, at, or the time skip exploit, and it finishes your Poke job immediately. Just change the internal clock on your Switch, right? And take it offline? While you're searching for someone in a raid or to help you with a raid oh. you go in and change your time and it'll be like oh okay you you were totally gone for 12 hours mm -hmm. here you go <laughs> yeah i would i would recommend if you need to do that go ahead and google it to get the exacts that you need but that is a possibility to quickly just instantly get something ev trained but buying vitamins in bulk is so convenient 
And there's no, like, money just flows freely, you know? It does, especially if you have the Meowth, that you can now just make any Meowth into Gigantamax. Mm-hmm. Instead of event locked, mm-hmm. like the old one. Yeah, you go through, I think you get, what, 300,000 per run in there, if you're lucky and don't have to deal with Hop or, uh... Alistair. Alistair. Yeah. You know, if you're playing Shield. Yeah, like, poor me. But I think you get 300,000, which should be enough to fully max some one Pokemon now. So, mm-hmm. yay. With the half-price vitamins, yeah, I think and so. And if you're done giving your watts to the dojo, like, I've always just enjoyed buying and selling luxury balls. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I get most of my money. Or just doing raids, you get a bunch of money items, too, that you can easily sell. It's like, oh, I have, like, 50 ball mushrooms. Like, nice. you always have millions on you without trying, so. Yeah. Or TRs. You can sell a lot of the try attacks that you'll never use to... Now, so, now, there's like two Pokemon now that use it. It's fine. We oh, got Magnezone Woo. in the game, so you know. We got no, Adaptability no, no. Porygon Z. <laughs> Woo! It's like we got Porygon 2 and we got Blissey. It's fine. It's Blissey with Triad. Yeah. But we talked about those. Let's quickly recap on the natures just to make sure that we have that covered. Where do we get the mints from most reliably? Most reliably, you buy them with BP in the tower, yes. Because you have control uh, over that because you're buying it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Otherwise, like, they'll usually give mints as end-of-season rewards for playing on Battle Stadium. You can also pick them up on the Isle of Armor now. Yeah, I was going to say Isle of Armor. I believe the uh, Insular Sea has an island that you can easily find mints just laying on the ground. So, Mm -hmm. yay. And they're in a random couple other places. Like, I think I've seen some in the swamp. On the mainland. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your eye out for those shiny spots. Because those can both have... Yeah, they could be mints, they could be other rare items that you can, like we were talking about earlier, sell to get money to get vitamins and all that kind of stuff. So keep an eye out for that. Also, people, uh, if they're breeding, they will need an Everstone. I guess we might have neglected to mention the Everstone. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you're breeding for the nature, you do need an Everstone. That, you attach it to the Pokemon that you're breeding down that you want to keep the nature. So if you have a Jolly Charizard that you want the Charmander to be Jolly too. You, you give the Charizard the Everstone and whatever else can have whatever other item you need. And it will 100% of the time produce a Jolly Charmander. As long as that Jolly nature didn't come from a mint. Yeah, it's, right. it's going to use right. its true nature, not the if you've changed it. So Important to note that the mint itself does not change the nature, it just changes the stat allocation. It will still be what the original nature was. It's still going to be, be sassy even though you made it timid. Yeah. Which is kind of similar to IVs, which I guess we can kind of transition to. We do have the miraculous thing now as of last gen, which is bottle caps and hyper training. Has to be level 100 to do that, and you cash in a bottle cap for one stat or a gold bottle cap for all six stats to be boosted up to the maximum IV value of 31. And again... Very similar to the nature thing, this is an artificial boost to that stat. It does not cause it to be 31 for breeding purposes. It will be the original number for breeding purposes. So for for instance, me, I bred a almost perfect Aegislash with a 31 across the board. It was shiny. It was beautiful. It took me two months to breed it. I was so happy when it finally bred. But it's got a one defense IV. <laughs> so you said bottle cap. I have now bottle capped it because I was able to do that since last gen, and I've transferred it up. This was in gen six. 
I've, I've transferred it up. I've done the, the bottle cap on it. So now it's perfect stat wise, but it will still pass on that one defense IV to its children. If I did it, even though it's although it's unquote, shiny. Perfect. So why would you ever need a child from it? <laughs> right. Exactly. Even now, I don't need to worry about the nature that I made it, which because actually I can make it anything I want point that I this is such a nice feature. They added uh, the ability to make something legal if it came from an older game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, can we just say huge time saver for the future? Because you used to have to remake all your staples every generation. I mean, this is why I expect, like, a hidden ability capsule to come in, hopefully, Crown Tundra. Because this means that hidden ability genies are legal again, or once they come into the games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could so. previously only get those through the Dream Radar. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be legal again because you can transfer them. Unless they the just are ready. because of Raid. That might be a possibility. I, that's what I'm expecting. Like, right now, what? We're missing... A very small handful of Pokemon with hidden abilities at this point. Heatran is one, I think. Heatran, like the Tapu, and the fossils from this gen. And I think that might just be everything we're missing hidden ability-wise now. So I think they can probably just make a hidden ability capsule item. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's fine. Because who cares if your Heatran is flame body at this point? (laughs) Congratulations, you've made Heatran worse. Good job. (laughs) Right? Or telepathy tapus. Oh no, telepathy yeah. tapus. That's going to be the right? VGC staple, don't you know? <laughs> but anyway, let's <laughs> recap on this. Let's recap on this legality guy because that's brand new in Isle of Armor. We haven't really ever talked about. And that it's a before. game changer because you might have all these old things sitting from Sun and Moon. Like maybe you used to be really into breeding or competitive, and you just didn't get into it yet. Again, now you can save yourself a huge amount of time. However, what's the caveat? If it has you lose anything, all the moves. yeah, if it has anything that wouldn't be allowed to have now, you lose it. Yeah, because yeah, it resets all the moves on it. So yep. any event moves, anything like toxic that you're trying to sneak over on your chances or Aegis slashes are gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Power up punch on Kangaskhan if slash when Megas come back gone. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. Like that is the perfect way to do. That was it. A, it that was a mistake. That should not have been allowed to ever exist. <laughs> yeah, but this this clears up like move complexity garbage. Yeah, it, it clears up a lot of things. So if you've read your perfect shiny thing in one generation and you're sad about not bring it in, bring it forward because you can use it now. You just have to. Uh huh. That's it. that's what I've been up to. It's like oh, I have these shiny like random encounter butterfree. It's like but now now we can it's use legit. it. Now yeah, I can use it on BSS for real. Exactly. Or the king, like I said, I caught a chain fishing ste- horsey back in the day, and it's like, oh, well, now I get to use it. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a sassy nature or something, so you were never going to use that kingdra. But now, like, you can easily get a swift swim on it. You Make can it timid, it's ivy, whatever you need. Yeah. And so now nice. I have a pretty purple kingdra, and it's great. And that also makes some combinations. I can't think of a specific example, but it does make some combinations of abilities and Pokemon legal. Because previously, there, you know, let's use Clefable as an example. If you wanted to use Unaware Clefable for some reason on the BSS before Isle of Armor, you could not do that because no Clefable had Unaware that had the Sword and Shield little stamp on it. You could breed it. it. You could breed it. You could, uh, um, yeah, that's true. You could have. 
Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Like you could have brought brought anything, so that it, it okay. worked out fine. Never mind. I'm an I'm a goober. What it really helps is things like Alolan Marowak or Alolan Raichu, where it's like you can't breed. You them can't get another in one. Sword and Shield. I was thinking pre home. That's what really threw me off. Okay, I think you can. Yeah, pre home. You couldn't have gotten underwear clipable. That, mm-hmm. but uh, like the only way to get more Marowak is to find the trade person. But you could also just bring one from Gen Seven. Mm-hmm. Or I guess let's go, but like you're not bringing it from let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't breed them in let's go either. They come from a trade person there too. <laughs> it's just easier to find that trade person. Right. <laughs> exactly. But it's a lot easier to control like your I your attack IV if you want to get like min attack it back in gen seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. So let's go over breeding a little bit more because we've kind of touched on it a little bit with the IV system. So what are some if I'm going to start breeding something, if I'm going to start from scratch, what are some things that I need? We've talked about Everstone, but I know there's a couple others. Destiny Knot's a good one? You need a Destiny Knot. That's a requirement. What Period. does it do again? It lets you inherit It'll five like- IVs instead of the normal three. Between the two pairs, yeah. yeah. So normally when you breed something, it, the inheriting IV thing... Do we need to break throws- down what IVs are for that matter? I don't think we need to go that far. But normally, IVs are thrown into a pool... Both parents' IVs are thrown into a pool, and it randomly selects three of them to give to the offspring, and then generates the other three randomly. With the Destiny Knot, it pulls five. So if both parents have all 31 perfect IVs, with a Destiny Knot, the child is guaranteed to have five perfect IVs because those are the only number possible to pull from that pool, and one randomly generated one yeah. through 31 so one in IV. six and... What you care about. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of keep re-rolling and hope that you get the stat you don't care about. Or, you know, if, you ha- if you're if you rolling in money, you just bottle cap the last one and have it functionally perfect. Because, but you don't you really... Know. Usually a Pokemon won't care about having a six. Yeah, I mean, numbers. like, you can hatch six Pokemon real quick. Uh, and one in six are your odds of getting the stat you don't want ignored. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Because if you're a physical attacker, there's... Yeah, no reason to. The only struggle is if you attackers. are a mixed attacker, and then you have to. That, that yeah. is, then it takes a bit more effort. <laughs> yeah, but again, that's what bottle caps are for. Now it's even, even then, it's not that big of an issue, really. So, yeah, I mean, I went for a perfect Abra earlier this week, and I think it took me 150 eggs to get there, roughly, which was a little rough. Also, but- uh. It cannot be stated how useful a 6-IV ditto is to speed up the process. Exactly. Yeah, because that just puts 631 IVs into that possible pool to pull from. So, Yeah, it's easy to just swap out eggs as you yeah, go. Yeah, you just upgrade your egg as you get something with more IVs. So let's say you have just a regular Pokemon you caught that you want to make competitive, a Pokemon of that species. You take that, you breed it with your 6-IV ditto. And as you maybe the first one has three perfect IVs, so then you switch uh, the egg out for that. So now you have three and six, and then you keep doing that till you have four and then five in the stats you mm-hmm. want. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, your chances get higher each time, which is great. Um, also, you get relatively good starting points to start breeding Pokemon from raids. True, because they have high IVs. They have perfect IVs in a certain number of stats. I believe three, uh, yeah, right? Like, a five-star raid will have four perfect IVs unless oh, wow. it's an event and then it will have five perfect IVs. Wow, so, yeah. 
yeah, it's a really good place to get a starting point for what you're looking for. If it's, mm-hmm. yeah, if you can just grab that as a raid, cause it's, if you were looking for something specific from a raid and it just wasn't available, that could be inconvenient. But if you have it already, definitely go back to it. And now on Isle of Armor, all of their rare raids, I believe, are guaranteed hidden ability, which also is wonderful. I believe that's true, yeah. Yeah. Only the raids on the Isle of Armor, but they're rare raids, or the pink beams, if you want to call them that. The pretty ones. Yeah. Those should be guaranteed hidden ability, which is so much better than what it was in the original game, where it's like, it, it's a chance, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> So that that is a much beloved improvement if you need to get things like Alakazam, because apparently that's a thing in VGC this year already. Yeah, Magic Guard <laughs> is stupid. Uh, expanding Force Magic Guard is stupid. <laughs> With Life Orb that doesn't recoil. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Um, Talonflame is a Pokemon that always wants its inability, so. And to be in an earlier generation. I thought we had a dang perfect system with sword and shield as far as making everything easy, but gosh darn it, if Isle of Armor didn't make it just even easier. easier. Oh, oh like, my god, I'm obsessed with that vitamin dispensary. Right? Call, get oh me a goodness. doctor with an endless prescription because I'm coming for a refill, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And you can't forget like how much better rental codes became this generation, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even have to race the Pokemon yourself right away. If you want to just test things out, you actually get to store the rental Pokemon on your system this time, up to five. And usually we try to get you a rental code when we put our team of the episodes up. Mm -hmm. So you can just try that and go on and have fun. It'll get you resources that you can use when you're ready to actually make your own Pokemon, too. Yep. And if you don't have access to a Ditto... There's also some 6IV Pokemon they just give you in the game, like Diglett, for instance. No, good old. (laughs) Good old Lowland Diglett with the 6IVs. I have mine. Mm -hmm. I have mine too. (laughs) But you can chain breed off of that if you don't have access to a Ditto. So we've gone through Nature, IV, EV, and I think kind of just general breeding. So there is one more thing that we want to quickly touch on, and that's just moves. Egg moves. Yeah, sometimes those can be a little bit difficult to pass down, and egg moves especially. Like, for instance, Sucker Punch Dragapult, if you wanted to run that. Um, so I've got my Dragapult. you get from Gengar, don't you? I, I think so. I, I don't remember who the parent is. but So I've got my Dragapult that I did through in the game. It doesn't have Sucker Punch, but I really like this Dragapult. I really want it to have Sucker Punch. Is there a way I can do that? There is. Oh, there this is. was a really good improvement this generation as well. The ability to transfer egg moves between Pokemon of the same species exists mm-hmm. now. Such a great improvement. Yeah, so let's say that you have this shiny Pokemon that you love and you want an egg move on it, but it didn't have that egg move. So you're like, darn it, I can never use this move I want. So, like, then you're not getting to use the Pokemon you want. Well, what you go and do is you're going to just breed something with the egg move of that species new. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you just do your egg chain breeding, whatever you got to do to get that move on it. Then you put those two species in the... Is it... What are we calling it? The uh, Daycare center. Daycare whatever. center, yeah. And you can have you can copy over the egg moves directly without having to breed a new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Yep, just right into those empty slots. Yep, so using my Dragapult example, I would have to breed a new Dragapult, 
with that egg move. And mm-hmm. and then I would take my old Dragapult that I want to have it and delete, delete one of its move. moves from a move deleter just in a Pokemon Center. So then I've got one Dragapult with Sucker Punch and one without, but with an open move slot. I put those two in the Daycare Center for a minute. I bring them both out. And now the old Dragapult has Sucker Punch in that empty slot. So that's and how you can pass when down you're reading the move, you don't need to worry about any other factors because you're just using it to pass the move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't care what any of yep. the stats You don't are. need to you care about the nature, it. the ability. You just nothing. need the move. And it makes some previously illegal combinations legal, I think, maybe. Or maybe that was kind of resolved in Gen 7. With I think it was resolved exceptions. in Gen 6, mostly. Yeah. Be- because what happened there was they let you have, like, they let you get egg moves from either parent, which... Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our good friend Azumarill to uh, Belly Drum and Aqua Jet in the same We love games. it. We love it for Azumarill. It deserves it. Oh, Azumarill loved it. One that I remember is Ferrothorn that couldn't have all three of Stealth Rock Spikes. You could always seat. only have two of the three, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But now you could have all three, whichever it was. But yeah, that's an example. Uh, that was resolved earlier, like we said, but... It makes it much easier still to keep going on with that. So are there any other pieces of breeding or preparing for competitive advice that you guys have? Uh, well, luckily, all of the legendaries right now in the game are physical attackers, minus maybe Verizian. So you don't have to worry about, like, if you really want the low attack on Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter in 99% of cases, but a lot of times special attackers would prefer having like minimal attack stat yeah usually i guess still ally sometimes once and but, i guess you know. maybe a lot of people don't know why that is it's to reduce confusion confusion uh, damage and foul play yeah damage, essentially because that bases off your own physical attack exactly so if you those. don't need it you might as well minimize it mm-hmm. it was more important back in the day when swagger was going around everywhere but yeah, I think Gen 7 lowered the chances of hitting yourself in confusion, so people just don't use it as much anymore. So that's not as relevant as, say, foul play, but even then, it it's a very small corner case most of the time. So Yeah. If you're breeding, don't sweat it, probably. Yeah, most, most of the time, you can get away with just, like, any number, really. Yeah. It would... You'd probably prefer it... In, to be like the non-perfect pick. Yeah, when you're like if you read multiple like viable like perfect mods of the same species, take the one with the lower mm-hmm. attacks. That if it's a special attacking mod, but don't sweat it, sweat it because it's not meaningful most of the time. Mm-hmm. If you're that person that's doing the calcs, you don't need our advice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're doing foul play calcs on your special attacks. Yeah, I don't know. Alakazam can really take a beating from it, so that might actually be relevant for it. But that's just an example, right? <laughs> but like, if you're putting in that much effort, then you didn't need our advice. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's kind of the breeding advice. Get out there. It's incredibly simple to do it nowadays. You know, we're we're here sitting on our rocking chairs, reminiscing about the hard times where we had to walk up a hill both ways to get a perfect Pokemon. But now it's the easiest time ever by leaps and bounds to get yourself competitive. So go out there, take some of our hints and advice and stuff like that, and go breed some Summer League things and 
use them in the league. It's great fun. And that's, that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk about it today was to let you guys have a quick recap on how to get Pokemon prepared and just gushing about how much more Isle of Armor improved it. And we're looking forward to Crown Tundra. But you got to spend the Watts. You got to spend the Watts, children. Keep collecting those Watts. They have even Watt hunters on the islands that you can go to and get like 20,000 of them at once. So, or more. I once got over, I got six figures in Watts from that once. <sighs> Holy yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's a good place to stop. We're going to take a short break and be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you guys on the flip flop. <laughs> episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode the pokemon of the episode this week is national dex number 242 blissey the happiness pokemon blissey lays mysterious eggs that are filled with happiness it's said that anyone who eats a blissey egg will start acting kindly to all others oh that's its shield entry oh my we need more blissey eggs in the world truly We've got a good BSS team here for you because we wanted to talk about that because it kind of ties into the Summer League thing, which is the BSS format, as opposed to singles, which it has been in the past. Although BSS does have singles in the name, so that might be confusing to some people. Yeah. Because it's Battle Spot Singles, in case you didn't know what BSS stood for. What's the big difference between those for people who might not be familiar with it? Smogon uses six Pokemon versus six Pokemon. BSS... You have six Pokemon on your team, but you only bring three of them to the battle. It's singles that are three on three. Yep, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And yet you get to see everything that your opponent has beforehand, and you pick the three that you think will be best for that situation. So, yeah, let's go ahead and start. Sigma, start us off with the centerpiece of this team. All right. So first off, we've got Blissey, who is, as we record this, sitting in the top 30 usage for the season already, holding its assault vest, as you do. It's actually the most common item by 0.1% compared to the leftovers. So, ha. (laughs) Anyways, we've got the Serene Grace ability, which doubles the effect chance on our attacks. And our spread is max defense, max special attack, because have you seen Blissey's HP total? (laughs) You don't need to do anything. You don't need HP. You're fine. I believe you're sitting at like 331 with this investment. So, you, you'll be fine. At level 50, that's awesome. Our attacks are, for that stab, try attack with the uh, Serene Grace boost, gets a 40% chance to leave your opponent with a status condition. Scary. Especially with Freeze being one of those status conditions. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Shadow Ball uh, works for coverage, and I believe that's a 40% chance to lower your opponent's special defense. Mm-hmm. Dragapult's like one of the best Pokemon in the format, so, you know, hitting that's also important. Then you have Thunderbolt and Flamethrower to round it out. Pretty much standard attacks on an Assault Vest. I guess you could throw Ice Beam in there if you wanted to, but... You can choose your coverage pretty conveniently. Yeah, I mean, those Ground Flying and Ground Dragons don't really exist, so... But come the Tundra, come the Tundra. (laughs) Revenge of the Quad Ice Weeks. With no HP ice to stop them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's our Blissey for this team. Next up, we've got Magnazone, who is somehow still in the top 10 usage as we're recording this. I, It's it's a shocker. Yeah, Leftovers Magnet Pool. Max HP, max defense, modest nature. A little bit of speed. 
I'm assuming you want to outspeed your opposing Magna Zone? I guess, I don't know. Anyways, we've got Thunderbolt, and then uh, what Magna Zone has to resort to in the times of not having Hidden Power Fire, Iron Defense and Body Press, along with a substitute. Wow. Yep. Oh yeah, he really got cursed by losing Hidden Power, didn't he? Ha! How the mighty Oh, Jesus. (laughs) It's what we have to do. It's what we have to do. Still, though, it can do its job, I guess. I've seen this used in OU, like regular OU. It, yeah. It can be kind of scary. I'm I'm just kind of amazed it's in top ten. Yeah. With body press. I guess it's catching those little steel birds going away. That's its new steel damaging move. Body press. <laughs> on the special attacker. If it's bird catching, it's okay with Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sublime, take us to our next two. Oh, you know, I think the forecast had a chance of rain, because we got a politoe with the drizzle. <laughs> um, it's running the eject button, which is a fun item. It, as soon as you're hit by atta- an attack, switches out the Pokemon, which is so great with drizzle, because what happens is you're switching out to a, a more dangerous threat in the rain without having to use your turn to switch. Mm-hmm. Very clever, especially for such a short battle format as 3v3. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, very effective. Very effective for this format uh, compared to 6-on-6. Six six. So it's got the Calm Nature, uh, and a, it's all bulk. It's all bulk. Uh, 252 HP, 220 defense, and 36 in special defense with the Calm Nature. Uh, and then we're running Scald for Chance to Burn, uh, and our stab move, Encore, Parish Song, and Protect. If you manage to pull a, an advantage in numbers and get 3-2 or 2-1 to your opponent, Parish Song. Mm. Mm-hmm. Especially on something slower than yeah. you. Like, if you can get that off and then they hit the you. The Parish Song like, Eject yeah, button, that's nice. Because then you're forcing a switch, if nothing else, too. Yep. And if it's a Steel-type, you could trap it with Magnazone. <laughs> Goodbye, Steel-type. So what's next up there? Uh, yeah, we got uh, something supply. that pairs perfectly with this Eject button strategy, is a Kingdra with the Life Orb, Swift Swim, Tib in Nature, uh, 220 speed. I guess that hits a benchmark of some sort. I bet it. Something like outspeeding a plus one Cinderace or mm-hmm. something. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if that's a benchmark. 252 special attack, so max on that, and then 36 in HP. And we are running just some great moves to run in the rain. Hydro Pump, Hurricane, Draco Meteor, and Substitute. I did not know Kingdra had Hurricane. That That's it nice. just got it. That's great. Oh, that's great. In the rain? Oh. I'm not getting walled by grass types anymore. Perfect. Remember, Dynamax is legal in this format. So, yeah. this becomes ma- uh, the ma- Max Airstream. Thank you, Max Airstrike. <laughs> and Boost all of speed. a sudden, oh, oh no, rain expired. Doesn't matter, I'm at plus two speed. <laughs> and I can mm-hmm. set my rain again with Hydro, hydro Pump if pump, I time yeah. the moves right. Like in the right situation, you just set your own rain. Mm-hmm. What do you care? Yeah. Kingdra's terrifying. Oh know? yeah, so glad to have it back. Oh, missed it. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right, and we're going to wrap it up with a couple more of these Pokemon. Number The next one on the list is Urshifu in the single strike form, holding a Focus Sash, abilities obviously Unseen Fist. EVs are Max Attack, Max Speed, Jolly Nature, with a fairly predictable moveset of Wicked Blow, Close Combat, Sucker Punch, and Counter. So it's just an Urshifu, one of the most deadly monsters, especially in this. Protect likes to be seen in these kind of formats, and Urshifu doesn't care. So, yeah. And random defense boosts from something getting like a max steel spike. Again, doesn't care because Wicked Blow will always crit, and you can go right through that. 
So it's really good for this kind of thing. In addition to that, we have a Togekiss holding the scope lens with the ability Super Luck. It's That's EVs different. Are, that is different. That's, That's very different. different. That one just grants a whole lot of crit, which is awesome. It, 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 these are the two crit brothers, I guess. 50% crit. Yeah. Let's go. So it's got 244 HP, 100 special attack, 164 speed with a modest nature. With Air Slash, Dazzling Gleam, Flamethrower, and Nasty Plot. Does that not give 100% crit? Don't you need a third boost somewhere? Yeah, I thought Super Luck is plus one and uh, Scope Lens is plus one. Yeah, so I think it's off. I'm thinking of Inteleon, which needed a Scope Lens and a single Focus Energy. Focus Energy is a plus two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so this is 50% crit. Stupid either way. So, (laughs) Which is still scary. Yeah, You can have your 60% flinch or your 50% crit. Take your choice. Either way, Togekiss is stupid annoying. So that's the team that we've got for you centered around this Blissey, which is the most hilarious Blissey I've ever seen. And Right after we joked about Tri-Attack. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, give it a whirl. We're going to post this up in the Discord team of the episode thing. So go grab it there, give it a whirl, and beat some of our gym leaders with it. It'll be great. And we are now going to take a short break again and kick it on over to the mailbag to wrap up the show. We'll be right back. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can send in emails to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we will probably read your email on the air. So we've got a few emails lined up for us this week. Thank you guys for sending them in, and I'm going to start with, mm, I'm going to say this wrong, Nearby713. He says, hey, Puckle crew. I am hopeful about what Pokemon Unite can be. I think I am one of the target people for this game. I've been playing since Red and Blue and have been playing League of Legends for many years. I also recently started playing Smite. With that said, I will definitely be trying Unite when it comes out. I'm interested to see what other Pokemon we get to play as. I think they will have more than what they showed us, but not too many more. Maybe around 30 or 40 Pokemon. If Unite does well, they can add more as time goes on. I think it was a good idea to remove type advantage for Unite. Instead, it would be interesting if they give Pokemon roles like Assassin, Mage, Tank, Support. In League of Legends, I play Jungle, so I'm most excited to be to see what Pokemon they're going to choose to put in the jungle as mobs to clear or something like that. My biggest worry is having to play a MOBA on a console. I always have played MOBAs on PC, so I think it'll be different having to go to the Switch. Having it on the Switch, though, may make it a simpler game, which could make it more approachable for the younger audience. If that's the case, this could be good introduction to get my son into MOBAs and have a game for him to play with me. I know the Pokemon company has been trying to get into the esports world, so I think this will be their next push into esports with Pokken not doing as well as Do they we play. really think Unite is going to do better than Pokken, though? I do. Uh, I don't kind know of, about that. Yeah. I do. It has a much wider field of people that play it. More people play MOBAs, in my, from what I'm guessing. More people play MOBAs than... those fighting games directly because i mean league of legends is the number one played video game on the planet so yeah Yeah. i think it's a good segue gateway (laughs) is the thing i wanted to say but i mean 
especially for this, like he brings up a really good point that if it's simple enough to get his son involved, you know, maybe he could get his son on a League of Legends game someday and he's a pro Mm -hmm. at it. So I think that's a really good factor I hadn't considered yet. Yeah, I think it has a lot more growth than uh, Pokken too. Mm -hmm. Pokken was just needlessly complicated from the get go, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But I, I didn't like the dual styles. Yeah, that was weird. Here's 2D fighting style. Here's 3D fighting style. It's like, could we have just had one? And not a thousand moves. Anyway, moving on to (laughs) moving on to the next email. I think this one's you, Sigma. Yes, uh, we have from Slev. Hi, guys. Slev again. Wanting to share some thoughts on the Pokemon Unite announcement. I'd like to start by saying that, personally, I don't really care about this announcement. MOBAs aren't my cup of tea. I'm just glad it looks like Sword and Shield is going to continue getting support. I think the Pokemon Company are banking on catching their audience before they discover other MOBAs like League of Legends. Obviously, these younger people won't have come across the more adult games yet, but will have had lots of exposure to Pokemon. In this vein, I wouldn't expect to see a full-fledged game at release. I'd imagine the game will grow and develop with younger players, gaining more features and becoming more in-depth as they grow along with it. I don't think it's a bad business move by Pokemon in that sense. They appear to have avoided the trap of attempting to poach players from the already established market. We've seen so many new MMOs fail because their target audience already (laughs) have a World of Warcraft subscription and don't plan to leave it, and are looking to expand their horizons by giving young fans an alternative genre to play the game, or a game to play. I don't want to go into too much depth about Tencent, but just to say, I'm disappointed the Pokemon company had chosen to align them with them rather than another. True. Company. Yeah, but like, it's the way they, they are the China. best of the best. Like, that that speaks more to the quality of this game in my opinion, even though they suck. Yeah, yeah, we can get all yeah, no. into that, but they it's undeniable that they do make the best MOBAs. I believe that they now own Riot and therefore League of Legends as well. So they are mm-hmm. the way to do this. Yeah. Plus, if you want to, like, just to get into the Chinese market, yeah. like, that's how you go. I think that's how Nintendo has gotten into the t- Chinese market, too, is they've partnered with Tencent to sell the Switch over. Mm-hmm. So it's just how you have to do it, which is unfortunate, but, like, it's the way it is, mm-hmm. I guess. So Choices have been made. That's, that's yeah. for sure. That's my thoughts on this. Obviously, I'm not an expert, so this may have all been useless. <laughs> Keep rating and stay safe, Slev. All right. And I will finish up with Big Cat Bruce. All right, take it away. All right, hey, Puckle Squad, I wanted to write in on my thoughts about Pokemon Unite and the announcement for this new game. Believe it or not, I am not only in the Venn diagram of people who love both Pokemon and MOBAs, but I'm also part of the infinitely small group of fans who have four other friends who also enjoy both and can make a team of five. Oh, Good wow. for you. Good for you, Big Capers. My biggest problem with this game is that they had the perfect opportunity to put it on the PC and bundle it into the same launcher as PTCGO. Releasing it on the PC Switch and mobile with crossplay uh, optional would have been the ultimate way to actually build a strong competitive fan base for the big game. MOBAs just feel better with the mouse and keyboard, in my opinion. You are not alone in that opinion, it would appear. So, maybe they'll add it on the PC. They could do that eventually if they wanted, right? 
Yeah, they could. Mm-hmm. It's not like they don't already have cross-platform, so I don't see why they can add more things to it. Additionally, I am concerned about some of the alleged dealings of Tencent, and I really hope this has been exaggerated and that TPCI would be better about not exposing its lifelong fans to harmful data mining, among other things. I added that last bit. <laughs> among other things. <laughs> now, the announcement piece. You all did a great job last week giving your thoughts. My only question is, is it fair to hold TPCI to our imagination just because there were rumors and theories and desires for Gen 4 remakes or, or Let's Go Johto? Doesn't mean they had to happen. While TPCI is not completely without fault in this, I feel as though some of this hate and backlash has been because it wasn't what we wanted instead of taking Unite for what it actually is. They shouldn't have, like, given us a week to ruminate on Yeah, it could have just been included. If you'd have put Pokemon Snap on its own thing, people would have been hyped. I don't know. I would have been hyped if it were Pokemon Snap that got its own announcement. I was angry for a month when I didn't get the dragon I asked for last Christmas, so I don't see how this is any different. I didn't ask anyone for the dragon, I just whispered it under my breath that I want a dragon, and I was mad that I didn't get it. I mean, I I feel like that's not fair, because, like, you know, (laughs) whatever. But yeah, I, I totally hear you. I, con- I concur. I concur because I don't care either way. I was like, it was an announcement. I was impressed. People that were pressed, be pressed. But I was not pressed. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the release and I'll give it a shot. In fact, I began fantasizing about other games that, uh, they could do with a Pokemon skin. I would love to see a third person hero shooter like Overwatch, 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 or a wacky kart racer like Mario Kart. Are there any Pokemon skin games you would want to see? Huh. Hmm, I would not want those things. <laughs> I'd want it to make sense for the Pokemon world, I guess. Just give me Conquest 2. That's all I want. That just, yeah. <laughs> just give me Conquest 2. That's the next thing we need to hype up after Pokemon. All right. All right. Thank you all for your great coverage. And if Unite goes well, my friends and I would love to be part of that Puckle-sponsored team at Worlds. Take care and stay safe. <laughs> Big Cat Bruce. You've got a deal, Bruce. You bet. We have no authority to say that, but gosh darn it, you've got a deal. <laughs> you've got a deal, Bruce. <laughs> oh, boy. That's a thatch Whoa. problem. Now. He gave you the authority. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He can listen to this week's episode and figure it out from there. So those are the three emails that we're going to read on the show for you. As always, the unread ones, there were a couple. We're going to post those up on the Discord in the unread emails section, and you can go take a look at them there. Thank you guys for sending them in. Since I get to choose next week's topic, let's let's reach out to all those people who are sitting on their porches in their rocking chairs. Tell us about your experience in getting competitive Pokemon ready and how that has changed, how it's gone for the better this time. Now, yeah, that, where'd you start at it? Yeah, what was your hardest thing to breed? Back Tell in us your, your day. Back in your day, <laughs> <laughs> or anything else, because I'm. You know, I kind of sort of have authority here, only slightly because Thatch is busy. So, what is your back-in-your-day story as far as competitive Pokemon preparing? That's what I want to hear. But anyway, kind of to wrap the entire thing up, if you want to check us out live, you can go to twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. We do things there all the time throughout multiple days of the week. We do battles, TCG occasionally, live streams, and Nuzlocks. So keep an eye out for our socials for when we go live there, as well as Discord. In addition, follow us on said socials like Twitter, Facebook, and especially join us in the Discord. That's where everything happens. That's our real hub for anything, including this Summer League that we're doing and the Draft League that's going to be starting up here soon. 
go to Discord. That's where the magic happens. If you want to support the show, there are a few ways you can do that. One is by just signing up on a Twitch subscription and just lets you know when we're live and also gives us a couple bucks that way. You can go to our T Public store, get some cool Puckle merch. You can use our Vite Ramen code, which is just Puckle, P-U-C-L, for 10% off at checkout. And if you want to contribute more directly, if you have the financial means to do so, we always appreciate your support on Patreon, which also gives you some cool things like the Cubfu Urshifu giveaway that's happening this month that you'll get a code for. If you want to give back to the community, that's those are the primary ways to do it. And pretty much everything you do goes right back to the community in supporting things like the bot giving out things, the badges for the Summer League, all sorts of other prizing and things like that. It all goes right back to you guys. Not a one of us gets a cent out of it. So we greatly appreciate it. But until next time, I have been Seth Vilo. I continue to be sublime. And I've been R Sigma. And we've enjoyed having you guys here. And catch us next week on the flip flop. It is closing time. Yeah. Hooves. Hooves. Oh my god, oh, we didn't say hooves. Shoot. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.